All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us at the unnamed or unknown collection you like to go by, Steve. Josie. My cup says unnamed. The unnamed collection. Yeah. We'll go with that. So, of course, Steve, Josie, Josie's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Nick and I are going to share a mic, so we'll do our best. But welcome to a live recording of the Avance podcast. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Dan. Uh, thank you to them, especially. The, the fun goes on. Uh, they gave us some giveaways right here. They're signed by some Scottish people. I <laughs> duck or something. I don't know. No, this is signed by uh, Alistair and Max McRae. We have some of these to hand out. But I'm going to do a little trivia to do that. <laughs> who can tell me, in the spirit of the McRae's, wh- not you guys, uh, really? who can tell us what the Subaru logo is, the star constellation on the Subaru logo? Oh, I got one. XL, I got a, lar- a medium and a large here. Sorry. <laughs> I don't I'll think it was a, a good move to ask yeah. that question. You know? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I will try not to ask that question going forward. It's going to frame it. If you come visit Dirtfish, we can swap it out. Okay, there we'll you go. Swap, we'll swap one out. You come you. to Dirtfish, we'll swap yeah. it. Okay, so hopefully the audience that listens to this is like, damn, I should have got a shirt. <laughs> All right, question number two on the Subaru theme, which fits our theme for tonight. Does anybody know what the word, the etymology of the word Subaru is? What does it mean in English? Oof. I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> can't even win our own merchandise. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Okay. <laughs> so the constellation was five companies coming together. That's the history of the Subaru. It's a uh, Fuji heavy equipment, yep. I think is what it is. And the six star, there's six stars, but the, the sixth large star is all coming together. Subaru was the automotive entity of Fuji heavy equipment. The name Subaru means nobody, nobody even from McCray shirt, means unite, which is a perfect theme for today. So we're all united. And so nobody gets a shirt. Tough. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it away later. Yeah. yeah. More I'm profits taking, for dirt. I'm taking yeah. a shirt. Yeah, no. No, we'll, we'll find a reason to give one away okay, later. Sure. But um, anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. Our first question, I'll hand it off to you after this. <laughs> uh, Steve, I wanted, I, I was asking your children for some good stories. And <laughs> <laughs> the question I was supposed to ask you was, I would love to hear the stories of your early days of you driving. Something about a field and a cow. Or pig. Cow, pig field, pig field. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, some of these things I, I, I can't remember because I think I might have made them up to entertain them when they were younger, but this one wasn't one of those entertaining ones. I, was, I moved up to Scotland um, when I was uh, immediately after college. So I was 21 and working in the aerospace industry. And one of my co-workers was a rally driver. And I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a rally driver. I can do that. You know, he said, well, I don't want you to drive. I want you to navigate. I go, okay, I suppose I can do that. So I, I'd never navigated before, co-driven before. So we turn up, and in those days, it was um, on closed, semi-closed roads, starts at midnight on a Saturday night. You hope the Scottish guys weren't out there drinking too heavily and lost their way. Um, and so we start at midnight, and you're given an ordnance survey map and a set of uh, coordinates, and you've got to plot the route and, and look at this thing, and you've got a magnifying glass and you're trying to determine, you know, when when the actual turns, you know, are coming and what sort of angles they are. And I, I thought, this is not going to end well, as I had to go and find somebody else who could help me plot the route. So we, we come out to the first stage, the very st- first stage, long straight, and there was a 90 degree left. And I guess I called it a little bit late. <laughs> and we went straight on, and it was a pig farm. And... You can guess what the floor was covered in. <laughs> and uh, apparently it was, the good news, it was a popular mistake because the number of flashbulbs that went off there, the number of people in that location to get the appropriate photo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we did a few donuts in there and <laughs> got back on our way. And after, after that, Philip was my, the, the driver's name. Philip looked at me and said, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? I said, no. Can I call it as I see it and I'll help you? He said, yeah, okay, I'll just drive what I see. So um, not a good start, but definitely a, a strong finish to my, uh, my navigating and co-driving career. Well, I mean, to be 100% fair, you told him you were a rally driver, not a rally 
Indeed. I I offered to swap seats, but he didn't want that either after that performance. (laughs) Everybody here has a story that ends up in a pig field. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. I want, you said something during the tours that I want to talk about, Josie. The fact, the fact that you're only responsible for two of the cars in here, that your brother's responsible for more of these cars. <laughs> I don't know Explain about that. what that meant. I, I, you're the only one that you're not going to your father going, I think we should get more cars. It's just your, your lovely brother here. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to blame most of the bad stuff on James um, and most of the responsibility well, on the James. bad stuff. <laughs> You're right. There's nothing terrible in here, is there? I'm I uh, I'm a little more conservative in purchasing than James is. Maybe I, I am a mere suggester. I am a not suggester. A, yeah, I am, sure. I, I don't pull the trigger, but I I do uh, I do put photos and prices in front of uh, a certain someone. We get a couple links a day in the family group chat from James. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm only directly responsible for the two green ones over there, the the 76 F150 and the 86 Miracore XR4Ti, arguably the best ones in here. <laughs> See, okay. No bias. No bias. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think we've all done that where you go to your dad and you're like, hey, did you see this? I mean, you know, <laughs> you should drive this. You should buy this and I will drive it. It'd be a lot more fun that way. I mean, I've done that to my poor father. Can, so. I, can I tell you one thing, yeah. though, about Josie is that um, I – we have the same model of Ford uh, Focus, Josie and I do. There is something about it that Josie's goes faster than mine. Yeah. So, you know, that is also, you're responsible for that car as well. You're right. You're right. But that one's not here. So, But yes, I'm, I'm responsible for the other RS. Uh, Dad had a blue, what is yours, 2016? Yeah. 2016 uh, Ford Focus RS, and I drove it all the time. I loved it so much. Um, so I got my own. 2017, it's significantly faster. <laughs> it's model year. That's all I'm putting down to. It's not driver. No. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the first well, 10,000 miles. In the, the first 10,000 miles in his car were driven by him, yeah, with, yeah. by James. So <laughs> sorry to see thing. a pattern here. Yeah, <laughs> I just get whatever car's left on the driveway. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, there's there's worse things to walk out to and be like, I guess I'll take what's left over. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you guys always love the automotive industry and wanted? Did you? Was it something? And so many people sit there and you go, my dad collects cars. I mean, he loves yeah. cars. He grew up obviously driving through pig fields, yeah. with <laughs> amazing navigation skills. I mean, was that something you guys always loved or something you kind of grew into? I would say a bit of both. You know, what what you see here today is is not what it always was. This has been, we've been incredibly fortunate and lucky to, to be in this kind of space now. But, you know, we were obviously around the cars growing up, but I, I think we both developed our individual passions for it. I developed it early on because I was thrown in a car early on, not not un- involuntarily, um, <laughs> but I, I loved it from the moment I first got in it. You know, I played the dirt video games. I played all that stuff. And then, you know, it, it's quite different. I was relating it to someone here, but, you know, some people grew up with um, the basketball court in their backyard or, uh, or a turf field or, or something that, that made them good at whatever something was. Um, I was incredibly lucky and Josie was too, that, that, that basketball court was dirt fish. So, you know, it was when we were 14 and 15, before we were driving on the road, it was, it was growing up driving at dirt fish and that built some foundational skills. And I, I would say a certain level of, of love for the sport in general. And I think that can be seen in everything here. It's not as much, uh, a specific car passion as much as it is a motorsport passion. You know, there is a general theme as you go through each part of this garage, but it's not the typical, it's not the, what you would normally see. Um, and I think that's for me personally, at least that's what I enjoy the most is, is the uniqueness of each car. There's a lot of cool, expensive cars you can go buy. There's not a lot of cool cars you can go buy that have significant history attached to something that you grew up with. And not just that I grew up with, but that dad grew up with, you know, these were the cars that, you know, you could speak to it better, but he w- he was out at two in the morning watching them go by in the forest in the UK. Uh, and I'm sure he thought to himself, wow, it'd be cool one day to, to be able to drive one of those or, or have one of those. And that that's the genesis of what, what you're looking at right now, I'd say. Anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> well, James is right. James James got tossed into the cars a little bit a little bit earlier than I did. Well, maybe not tossed in the cars. We both got tossed in at the same time. Yeah. Um, I remember we were taught to drive a stick in, in the UK with Ian Gwynn, who was responsible for a lot of this. At Ian Gwynn's airfield, his father's airfield, Bill Gwynn, and we were both tossed into into a Peugeot that was covered in polka dots. It was. To make it kid-friendly, because I was 10 and you were 12. I was. Um, I couldn't reach the pedals, so <laughs> my my role was to be propped all the way up just so that I could stick the clutch down and dad would sit in the passenger seat shifting, because I couldn't quite understand what was going on. Um, 
but yeah, we were, we were both tossed into it at, at the same point. But yeah, our, our passions definitely developed at different times. I was a competitive equestrian my whole life. So like my dad likes to say, my, my one horsepower turned into quite a few more. <laughs> um, but we're just the luckiest. Yeah, I love what you said. Our, our playground really was the dirt. You know, the instructors used to set up cone courses for me to... Dad used to have this silly little Mini Cooper that was decked down dirtfish livery. And the instructors at Dirtfish used to set up a course for me to play on, but they told me I could only do it in reverse. So I would be reversing through all of these cones. Yeah, she wasn't interested in going, going forward. forward. <laughs> yeah, it was mainly reverse. Yeah. And then there was about a five-year gap of, wait a second, what do you guys, do you guys really enjoy this? And then <laughs> the last two years, it's been, you can't pry her out of a car. Yeah. That's your fault. <laughs> Good parenting. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. We're all just like, I want to grow up that way. I swear I love you, mom and dad. I'm kind of jealous. What, uh, Steve, what started your collection, really? Like, what was the thing that uh, drove me? Like, you have an eclectic collection, which we love. We've talked to a lot of people, to a lot of people in this room, and one of the things everybody has said is that they love a collection like this because it's not the same thing over and over again. Very cool cars. Very cool history. Great stories with all of them. It's great following you guys around. Like what really sparked your passion to start collecting? ADHD. <laughs> um, we have Legos. <laughs> no. Um, I, you know, I, I said to, I think, the group I was leading around, my father didn't pass his driving test until I was 11. So we never <laughs> had a car till I was 11. So my passion around uh, cars was something I, I grew up with, with, you know, uh, friends at the time. And... Um, but it, it was driven by rallying, and it was driven by strange things like, again, I, I'd said earlier, um, one of my best friends, uh, his first job out of college was as a quantity surveyor, and his boss had a 930 turbo. And I would go to the end of my road every evening when he was, his boss gave him a, a ride home from, from work because they, they worked together like 20 miles away. I'd go to the end of the road every every evening just to watch and hear that 9.30. So whether it was being in, in the forest and watching and, and listening to the cars there, you actually didn't see much, of course, you just, except sort of four spotlights coming at you, or, or seeing the road car uh, with the 9.30s. It was just something. I, my father was a design engineer, and I know enough engineering to be dangerous and not enough to be useful. So... That it wasn't the engineering as much; it was what what the cars looked, sounded like, and everything else. And and it's just an association with growing up. Um, where I got to and what started the rally side of it um, was kind of middle age crisis. Where <laughs> I'd see one of my friends who's really responsible for it. He he runs a business in Germany. He was a friend, not the not the guy from Scotland that I co-drove for, but he's a friend of his. Um, so he's into rallying and he said, Steve, I'm selling my rally car and, um, you should buy it. And I said, okay, you live in Germany, the car's in the UK and I live in Seattle. How's that going to work? <laughs> um, and, but that introduced me because the car was being taken care of by Ian Gwynn in the UK at BGM Sport. I introduced me to Ian Gwynn and Ian said, well, yeah, you should come across and, and, and get back in the car again. So I did. And I proved to myself, basically, that my memory wasn't very good and I wasn't <laughs> a good driver. And, and maybe starting a rally school was, was a good idea. But what Ian said to me was, you know, everybody's collecting different things, but nobody's really collecting rally cars right now. You know, we're talking about Ferraris, Lamborghinis, whatever. There's, there's an investment thesis you should go off to, Steve. So he convinced me during my middle age crisis to go and buy my first um, collectible rally car, which was actually a Skoda um, uh, Octavia WRC car, which was a great car. James uh, drove it. I don't think Josie ever drove it. James drove it. Yeah, Goodwood. Um, yeah, awesome car. And they snowballed um, from there. Um, the, the road cars, you know, the Mercedes, I've told the story about driving one of those around the roads of London. The the 2.316 valve loved it. Had a fabulous time doing it. Um, the 911s, I I just were awesome. I'd love to watch them and hear them. But but also, and this may sound bad, it it's what comes with the cars. It's people. It's it it's what you learn and who you meet. And would I have ever dreamed? of meeting the McRae family. Um, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it would never have been reality without some of Colin's cars. Uh, you know, would I have dreamed of meeting Hannah Mikkola and, 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 and knowing his family, not without owning some of his cars? And that, to me, is astounding. And, and it goes on to say, you know, if you, if you think about what the kids had just said, um, when, when you, they talk about getting in cars up at Dirtfish, it's as much about the people up there. Mm. Absolutely. It's as much about Ian Gwynn taking his time, Ian Gwynn's daughter putting polka dots <laughs> on a 205 so the kids, <laughs> you know, thought it was something different. Ian Gwynn teaching them to drive. Callum McLeod teaching Doni, uh, Josie to do donuts. The instructors <laughs> up at Dirtfish, um, you know, who are just passionate about everything and have been so fabulous in everything we've done as a family together there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the real plus mm-hmm. point for me. Yeah, was, on that note, hi, Rihanna and Alex. Are just hey, Rihanna and Alex. <laughs> two of hi, our favorite Rie. friends have just decided to so stop the, by. The, the, you know, t- world-class top co-drivers walk yeah. in. Thankfully, they didn't hear my co-driving um, experience <laughs> before, you know, or else I'd be, I'd, be t- I'd be taking Ospro Rally. <laughs> you can repeat it if you'd like. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> they can listen to it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two more viewers, two more listeners. I would, uh, James, starting with you, uh, what's your favorite memory growing up with uh, in the rally life that you've been in? You know, it's a tough question. I think what I really found a lot of comfort and joy in was the repetitiveness of some events we did. Um, A lot of my memories aren't a single event of this or that, but um, something like Goodwood Festival of Speed, for instance, you know, we're we're in the double digits now. I'm, I'm sure we've been 11 or 12 times ever since I was about 12 years old. And those memories of going year after year, and like dad said, meeting new people, seeing new cars, that was really the enjoyable aspect of it. And then, of course, as I grew up and, and I started to realize that I could be involved in this world a little more so in a, in a driving aspect, I would say after that, after some of the events and some of the things we would do as a family to go enjoy and experience these cars, it would be, uh, it would be driving them. You know, it's, uh, there's been so many incredible events that we've been a part of where you get to drive a piece of history. You know, th- this past year, I, uh, I was lucky enough to drive our... Um, our works Quattro up the hill at Goodwood. It was my first time up the hill at Goodwood. Incredible experience, something I dreamed about since I was 12 years old. And I got to do it in one of the most iconic cars ever. I mean, that is not a single memory of last year. That is a memory from 12 years old to 25 of feeling as if I'd always wanted to do that and finally being able to do it. But it really is, it's the whole thing. I'm sure I can pick out specific events um, that were fun and exciting. But, um, you know, even something like Avance, you know, um, Adam and I met years ago. I was probably 16 years old, 17 <laughs> years old. And he said, Hey, I started this thing where I, I we're going to swap cars. I said, Oh, okay. I can get behind this. Um, and you know, th- that chance meeting with Adam has turned into a whole community. I know you guys are all here because of it. You know, we've all had our own individual interactions with, with people like Adam and, and, and groups like Avance where the passion of, you know, there's no, Specifically with something like Avance, you're not, you're not coming here because it is a something collection. You're coming because it is a collection. You're interested in motorsport. You're interested in cars. And you can appreciate things that may not be totally in your lane. And I think Adam, Avance, you, know, you guys, Chrissy, everyone specifically have done a fantastic job really bringing together a car culture that was uh, very fragmented, I feel, at some points and has brought a focus to commonality of what car people in general are, are passionate about. So... Yeah, it, it, I would say that's not a specific event, but overall, mm-hmm. it's kind of echoing his sentiment of it's the people and and the people you meet, the groups you hang out with. Yeah, a lot of a lot of mine will echo what James said in in terms of it's really hard to pick out a, a specific moment. And and again, we've been really lucky that this has been a really huge part of our childhoods. You know, I think for me, like, and of course, Rhiannon just walked in, so it made me think of this. Yeah, it's your fault, <laughs> <laughs> but. It really is all about the people. And when when you talk about a good memory, the beginning of this story is not a good memory in terms of it started with James having a pretty bad crash at the Olympus rally in 2016? 2018. 2018. <laughs> um, so, so that was not the fun part of the story. But <laughs> on the way home from the rally, James went home with dad and Rhea and I drove home together. And Rhea was and co-driving for me at the time. It, she was sorry, in the car. Yeah, <laughs> Rhea was in the car, felt the crash, felt the roll uh, over yeah. rolls over tree stumps. Um, she's still in her suit heading home. She's all bruised up and all she wanted was a milkshake. <laughs> so we stopped at a Sherry's diner on the way home. It was stop and go traffic. Anyway, we were sick of it. We we're yes, let's go get a milkshake. 
Um, and so that was, you know, ever since then, Rhea and I have basically been on the phone every day since, you know. Um, and so that's built a really beautiful uh, friendship and relationship. And and it's it's true all the all the way through motorsport. You know, half the people that are here today, I have a story about, you know, um, the Peterson families here obviously been huge staples in our lives. Chloe and John are here, you know, like just just these amazing relationships that are built. And and recently, Rhea and I actually got to go out and do I, I got to compete in my very first stage rally, which was incredible. But I went from being a, a super competitive athlete in the equestrian world for my entire life to having no sport and then being able to be reintroduced to a brand new sport. I was a beginner at, you know, when I was 20, 21, 22. Um, and so for me, it's a lot about about healing and a lot about, you know, whether it's it's the family aspect, the relationship aspect, the the competitive side, the athlete side, you know, there's, there's something a whole lot bigger than, than driving these cars. And like James mentioned, a lot of it is, is rooted in the history of half of these. Like we've both driven that Eaton Yell car and to imagine that Hanu Mikola sat in that front seat. I mean, it's almost too much to wrap your mind around. So. Well, it all comes full circle as well. You know, like Josie said, you know, Ree was my co-driver during one of my <laughs> periods of racing that I'd rather not remember. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> wouldn't or can't <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's cool to see it full circle come from Rhiannon, who is currently Travis Pastrana's co-driver. She co-drove for me. Um, and now she's co-driving for my sister when, when, when I've stepped out of the competitive world a bit and Josie stepped in. So it's cool. Full circle. Well, I think this is a small question, but it's with a big answer. But how did Dirtfish happen? I mean, I know it's a family event. I mean, and, and it truly is a family. So I'm not sure it started off as a family event. I would say that. Um, I think I might have been put in the dunce's corner and said, what on earth are you thinking? You know, um, How do we go from buying rally cars to teaching people to well, rally? Yeah. Investment, right? Investment. Rally cars are investments, right? Exactly. And, and sure. buying... <laughs> comment department yeah. sure whatever Josie said yeah. um, that's how it works that's, isn't it that's gonna be that's gonna be the name of this episode yeah. whatever Josie says yeah okay yeah Josie's dad and Josie's brother come for a the podcast is that it's it? nice yeah. of her to bring you both to her interview yeah so yeah um so you get the investment of the cars you you go and buy 300 acres of land and again you know um it's a logical step yeah <laughs> What next? I mean, sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, I mean, if I was to really um, try and put some logic around it, I think what I was thinking was um, we'd just seen, uh, you know, Travis Pastrana had moved across, um, you know, from another sport, motocross. We were seeing um, Dave Mira move across. There was a lot of younger uh, sportsmen coming across. X Games was looking at rallycross. And, and and rally was a little stuck in the mud, you know. Um, you know, yes, there's a lot of tradition here, a lot of tradition in the area. If you think of Hannah Mikola under wraps bringing, you know, a prototype Audi Quattro out to the Olympus Rally, you know, and there's a lot of motoring history, a lot of rally history here, but the age demographic wasn't there. Um, and so the thought process was if we're going to get – these crossover athletes come into rally and rallycross. And if they're going to drag with them a new demographic of, uh, of, of supporters and, and fans, maybe there's a business to be made out of teaching that new sport to a new group of people. And whether you were talking about, you know, uh, just thrill seekers or but you were talking about the sponsorship that came with those people and the money that came with it, maybe there's a business there. So it started off with that, I think. I like to rationalize it as that, at least. And and, and we were fortunate in, in tying up with the time that particularly, if you look in there, the, you know, Travis's car, X Games all over it. That was the time that really started Dirtfish. Um, Travis was in X Games in uh, 2007, 2008, 2009. Dirtfish was 2010, October 2010 when it started. Um, but I think we, it was a struggle to make Dirtfish something that was a business that was sustainable. I mean, one of our, one of our, most repeat call, uh, uh, clients over there 
uh, said to me earlier, he said he came in 2010. I think he's taken every course we've got, we've ever done. 12 times. 12 times. So um, he <laughs> looked Uncle to Peter? me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uncle yeah. Pete yes. over there. <laughs> okay, yeah. He said to me, he said, he said, I... I, I looked at it around here and said, what on earth are they thinking? This is never going to work. You know? So, um, He's it, your it, number one cheerleader now, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> but it became, it, it, it was a thought process that way. Um, and along the way, I, I don't know what changed to make it the family thing. I honestly don't. I wish I could tell you because I'd sell that secret source to people of being able to connect with your kids and continue to connect in with your kids, to be able to have a Dirtfish family that is so passionate and so supportive. And really, that's why Dirtfish is here and successful today because of the team. So I wish I could tell you what it was. But um, uh, I say, I'd be a rich guy if I could can it and sell it. <laughs> well, and I think too, I mean, as, as fans of motorsports, it was never easy to always find rally on TV if you wanted to watch right. it. I mean, obviously we had the video games and stuff growing up. And I think there's a real awakening happening right now with F1. Every, all of a sudden, everybody mm -hmm. after Netflix came up, I mean, and I remember somebody saying to me, I was talking to about living up and they're like, oh yeah, the dirt fish is up there. They've really opened up rally in the United mm -hmm. States. And I was like, no, it was here before. Yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah so Yeah. Well, and you know, we almost need, I, I've probably the thing that's going to make Dirtfish successful is, is the reality show that follows. <laughs> uh, because Drive to Survive. <laughs> Produced, direct. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. But um, it takes that, uh, you know, it takes something like that to really generate it. Now, we tried in Rally so many times to be able to televise it, to be able to live stream it. I mean, we. AT&T did LSPR rally two, three weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, and a sort of live stream uh, trying to put that together. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to capture that and get it out there to the public in a way that's enjoyable and timely. The reality show, however, I'm up for. I think, <laughs> I think that would, that would, that would be really entertaining. We've got plenty of content. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you guys have a great staff out there, and I tell everybody, and for the podcast sake, I will say it's the most fun thing you can do in a car. Mm -hmm. To this day, it is the most fun I've mm -hmm. ever had in a car. Yep. Second, but well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. It's, we can edit. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the most fun I've ever had driving a car. And Legally. Everybody <laughs> should go to Dirtfish once. If you're a Nervance member, it, hands down, like I said, and it doesn't matter. What, I did it. It was raining sideways and muddy, which made it it's way better. time to do mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody who's done it will sell it to you. Yeah. Ask anybody who's done it. They'll sell it to you. It's the best thing you can do. And we are so lucky to have that in our backyard. And my next door neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. We try to be good neighbors as well. You're well, great neighbors. See, Dan's the best neighbor. Dan shows up donuts. unannounced with donuts every time. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's some event going on, we're there at like the crack of dawn. And he's like the third one there. And we're like, you don't work here. What are you doing here at 530 in the morning? But he's there with two dozen donuts ready to hang out. Got to give yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no. uh, Steve, I want to ask you about something else kind of off topic, but as I'm walking around, I saw a lot of this and I want to know where your love of aircrafts came from. Well, you know, I, I said I, my father was a de uh, design engineer. He's actually a, an aircraft design engineer. So I grew up just like the kids grew up around cars, motorsport. I grew up around aeroplanes. Um, and so my, my dad, um, worked on uh, designing and engineering fighter jets uh, for British Aerospace. But then he also did the tailplane of Concorde because the supersonic design out of the, the fighters was transitioned again uh, across to Concorde. So um, I, I grew up around that. Um, I, but I've lost my tra train of thought. Tell me again. Why do you like airplanes? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got so you. That's the toughest one. Um, I... So I grew, having grown up around them, uh, I loved them, but I wasn't going to be an engineer. Um, and I did, however, love the airline, biz, airline and aircraft business. So I, I jumped on the bandwagon of, um, of being involved in the commercial side of aircraft, buying, selling, financing them. And hence, you know, the aeroplane side of it over here is trying to combine the, 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 the work side, which actually helps pay for this side of things, into the the car side of it. I wish I could say there was a crossover between the engineering side of aviation and the engineering side of motorsport or cars, but there really isn't. But 
if you talk to anybody at ProDrive, for instance, you know, um, ProDrive have levered the engineering and production capability of Subaru when they were on the World Rally Team, ran the World Rally Team, uh, the Aston Martin, you know, race team is now um, being used over in the aviation side. So there is a crossover, but uh, not, not, not really, not really uh, driven that way by me. You're allowed to have more than one love. And I mean, <laughs> they still go fast and burn fuel. That's true. <laughs> So we know there's the, there's a group chat within the family that, that Josie's brother runs uh, as far as <laughs> what car should be bought. When you guys go looking for a car, I mean, is it something you know what you're looking for, or does something just sort of come to you? Wow, it's directed at me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I figured the link comes from you. Right. you know, so. Well, you know, I, I, I wish I could say there was a, there was a process. Um, <laughs> there isn't? It, it's a. I think it's a lot of what everyone here does. It's a lot of going on bring a trailer and <laughs> and uh, and going on eBay and and uh, you know I woke up this morning. I, I live in Denver full time, um, but uh, I, I flew in last night and um, I woke up this morning. And of course, my dad had been up for a couple hours already. And I walked downstairs. I can hear um, I can hear a voice coming through a speaker, and I'm like, this is so odd. It's it's eight o'clock in the morning. There's no power. There's no power. Like, what is he watching? The TV doesn't work. He's got his <laughs> phone out and he's watching uh, RM auctions in London. Um, it's what and, you do. And it's what you do in the morning. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any any rhyme or reason to a lot of it. There is a rhyme or reason to some of it, which is, um, you know, dad's passion mainly, which is uh, collecting the road car and the actual race car that's associated with it. Um, I would say if there is a theme, that is the theme, although you can see we've very much straight away from it in certain ways. It's, it, there's no, there's no mold that has to fit within. I would say it, it, it's, it's your comment that you said, uh, starting, I, I appreciate what you said that it's not one dimensional, you know, this is eclectic. I think you said, you know, so it's an appreciation of many different things for many different reasons. <laughs> The, the one car I hesitated with my group when I was going round, we, we went down this Ford row, right? And we come to the Fiesta. Oh, the blue one? The blue Fiesta. Yeah. And it's like, now, remind me why this is here. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. But then I thought, bring a trailer. I was on a board on a conference call, and it seemed cheap. Yeah. You know? I would say that's your common thread, is he was on a conference call. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Dirtfish... The Dirtfish guys will, uh, guys and girls will tell you that they were surprised one day early in, in their <laughs> existence when a, a, a transporter turned up with two BRZs on it. Salvage title. Salvage title. <laughs> and very much looking like salvage. What happened? Well, that was like a week before and I was on the phone and I was bored on eBay and I, I bought two <laughs> salvage cars, which I thought we needed a two-wheel drive uh, course, a car for a course and a Subaru seemed some of it is a bit crazy, is a bit crazy, um, and, and there's not much logic to it. Um, however, I will say, without mentioning names, that the car that I know within this collection that I could make one phone call or send one text and sell within 10 minutes is that Fiesta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's funky. And, and it would be sold to somebody who <laughs> is a Dirtfish alum, who you would never guess... But is a top ten rapper, <laughs> and, and who has a pretty colorful text string with my father, which I don't understand. I hit, I which we have to translate. Screenshots, because what does this word mean, and how's it used? So it's very multicultural. Uh, but but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't well, yeah. say it's multicultural. I would say it's generational. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than I usually get called. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a text. It says, "It says, yo, lit, fam." That's it. And then he goes, "Does he want a response? Does he want me to say hello?" What am to I him? supposed to say? You know? <laughs> the most odd, re- you know, texting relationship <laughs> phone you ever see. But, uh, you but haven't it, said who it is. I don't know. I, I think. I, it, I, I, I think it just goes to show that. Um, <laughs> A top ten rapper, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I, 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 let's. I, okay. In but fairness it goes, to him, but yeah, it goes to show that. You know that that little blue Ford is kind of like we're kind of like oh it's funky we bought it on bring a trailer and there's no historical significance attached to it but it just shows that everyone has their own version of what is really 
you know, passion for them mm-hmm. when it comes to motorsport. And for whatever reason, that that's it for him. <laughs> the same gentleman has a text exchange with me because he, 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 he quits being British to me knowing about minis. <laughs> so he sends me this text. You're British? <laughs> um, I, I asked Josie before we started this. I was like, "He's not going to do the accent, right?" No. <laughs> it's like when we had Carl on. It's weird. Yeah. Put me on a phone, and yeah. then you'll hear it. Really. Yeah, um, yeah. No, if put you on a phone, you'll start buying cars. <laughs> That's right. I will. You're yeah. learning, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Anybody wants to sell a car, you know, just, I'll tell you. You can just tell me the times that you, you know that, that, that on, on eBay, and I'll, I'll look. I want to talk about something that's important to me about Dirtfish is, is your relationship with Subaru. How did that happen? I mean, I mean, because when I think of rally, I, I always think of Subaru. So, so I yeah, I grew up with rally, uh, Ford in the the seventies and eighties, Subaru into the nineties. You know, a new entrant and um, didn't know all those facts that you you know were giving away the stashes on. But I I I, I knew of them obviously um, very well. So I wanted something that was if if you wanted a cornerstone for building a business, let's try and get a cornerstone which is probably um, the most significantly related car manufacturer uh, for it. So um, I a lot came out of, to be honest with you, um, when Colin McRae unfortunately died in in the helicopter accident, um, and. I went across to the memorial uh, the the memorial rally a, a year later, and everybody was there. I was telling the group, you know, we rented the the blue escort over there to Ken Block, um, and we rented the uh, one escort that we had to Travis Pastrana, and that got me an entrance into the after party, so to speak, you know. And uh, and uh, at the after party, I met uh, Lance Smith, who ran Vermont Sports Car. Um, which is the Subaru North American Rally Team. And um, Lance was wandering around, as I recall, with a very big jug of whiskey <laughs> and topping everybody's glass up, <laughs> you know. Um, not drinking himself, but topping everybody else's glass up. And, Smart man. Um, I entered a conversation with him at, at that event and started talking about, you know, what I wanted to do. And he said, well, you know, we're looking to repurpose some of our cars, you know, after we finish with them. We're, why don't we? Why don't we talk? And in fairness, that conversation with Lance led into a conversation with Subaru of America, um, and that's how the relationship grew. Um, and we've had a very good relationship with them. Hopefully, it's worked as well for them as it's worked for us. Um, I think we're in an interesting time when you look at um, uh, if if you really focus on rally. Um, you know, this year, uh, there's some changes out there. Um, you've got Ford who aren't going with their full force to the last three rallies of the World Rally Championship round, which is partly driven by money and partly driven by being prepared for next year. Hyundai going through some big driver changes. Toyota are, are there and, and still um still putting a lot of money and effort into it. But we've only now got three manufacturers out there. And so as Dirtfish, we're always looking at, at what, what what's the what's the right alliance for us. Subaru have stopped making the STI, or they're stopping making the STI. And the STI is obviously a cornerstone to why they will be involved in rally and why they might be involved with us. So, of course, our, um, you know, our antennas are up, sort of saying you know, what's going forward. At the same time, we're seeing Toyota come out um, with advertising um, uh, the rally-ready Corolla GR. And it was at SEMA this week. And, um, uh, you know, rally is strong within Toyota, but they've never had a product here which really appealed to that market. The Toyota Yaris was not really something they were promoting here. So... Just as we look at the next stage of Dirtfish, I think we, we need to evaluate everything we're looking at. Um, and, and we start with, you know, what's happening in the World Rally Championship scene? What's, what do the manufacturers look for in North America? Because we're really promoting a product that lives here. You know, we'd like to think of ourselves as a, a big piece within the, the, the larger global scene, but we're not really. We're promoting what the manufacturers want here. And up mm-hmm. to now, Subaru have wanted that. My question, just out loud, is 
is that going the same going forward? It's been a great relationship. It can be a great relationship going forward, but I think there's a lot of balls in the air. Well, um, next question, totally different topic. Uh, speaking of passions, I want to talk about a very important thing you're doing, Josie, you're spearheading, and that's Women's Month, which was one of my favorite things we did last year. <laughs> Nick and I showed up, and it was talk about an amazing panel of guests. Mm. And I met some of the most amazing people there, heard some amazing stories. Tell us what's coming up for Women's Month for Dirtfish. Well, <laughs> last year was our first inaugural um, Women's Month at Dirtfish, and it really launched our Women in Motorsport initiative that's going to last forever. Um, I do want to say before anything else, we're not the first people to be doing this. <laughs> but we, we do have a really great opportunity now where, you know, Dirtfish has sort of established itself in the world of rally and in the world of motorsport. And um, for me, when I was first looking into the world of rally when I was sort of taking the bigger step uh, of involvement um, I didn't really see a lot of stories about women in, in the sport and then I went to a rally and women were everywhere you know so the problem isn't that women don't exist in the field um, it's it's that they're not being talked about and their stories aren't being shared um, so the first thing that we sort of started, started doing at Dirtfish was that we created a woman in motorsport tab on our website that is exclusively populated with stories about women in the sport. And it's constantly being updated all the time. So last year for our first women's month, um, every single day of the month, we put out a brand new piece of content featuring a woman in motorsport. We held four all women's one day classes, a mix of all wheel drive and rear wheel drive. A couple women that are here took those classes. That one, Chrissy. <laughs> um, and we also had our big women's summit event. So that was, that was, that's the day that you're talking about. And that, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm stuttering because it was just such an incredible day. Um, it's hard to put into words, but we started with a lunch with the pros, really, really small and intimate. We sold 12 tickets um, open to anyone. And those, it ended up being all women. And those women got to share a meal with Rhiannon and Jelsimino. There she is. Uh, with Sarah Price and Emma Gilmore uh, uh, zoomed in from New Zealand. She was stuck. It was still quarantine. Um, then we moved on from that to a panel discussion where we had nine incredible women in motorsport up there speaking about their perspective, their role in, in the rally or motorsport world. Chrissy Wells was on that panel. Um, so it was just such a powerful space. And then after that panel, uh, we also had just a big celebration. We had a female-fronted band, female-owned food trucks, uh, local women-owned businesses were selling their products in our, in our showroom. Um, myself and two of our female instructors were giving thrill rides. You know, it was just a big party, a big celebration, um, held raffles with money going to the Jesse Combs Foundation. So next year, this year, in five months, <laughs> it's going to be even bigger, even better. And yeah, the goal is just to, to provide representation of women in the field, um, to really give them the pedestal that, that they deserve. And this year we might, <laughs> knock on wood, fingers crossed, everything crossed, we might have a really, really incredible guest. Uh, last year, Michelle Mouton guest edited for us on the website. This year, she might show up to Dirtfish. Cool. I will be there at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> With donuts. With donuts. With donuts. <laughs> She's French. I'll bring my wine. Croissant. Croissant. Yeah. Croissant. I'll make my own. Yeah. Like, whatever it takes. Yes. And this year, we'll also have an all-women's three-day. So we're no longer limited to the one day. We've got the three-day on the calendar, too. So nice. all really exciting. It's a women's summit, but I'm telling you guys, you should be Everyone there. is it's welcome incredible. at the summit. Yeah. Everybody you is welcome at the summit. You're hear some amazing stories and meet some amazing people. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for continuing on this year. Like, I know you love it, but it's an awesome event. I love it. But we also, we, you know, we have such an incredible community. Again, it goes back to the team at Dirtfish, you know. Yeah. Um, no matter the gender at Dirtfish, everyone is supporting this initiative. You know, um, Michelle Miller, one of our incredible instructors, she's been just instrumental in the planning of all of it. So we're lucky. We've got the people. We now have the position. We have the team, the resources. Um, so it's just time for us to make a bigger impact. Yep. She's Lucy Block's co-driver, by the way. And and um, there are some very powerful, strong, successful women in our uh, in rally already. But I I think successful is going to be uh, something that um, uh, is going to be uh, above a few more women who are, are, are already making a mark and will make a bigger mark as we come along in their time. Well, very cool. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Rimmers in general. Thank you. Rally with the Rimmers was a great uh, <laughs> This place is awesome. I was just thinking Rally Around the Family, but it's not a very good song for this. <laughs> well, there, there, there's some more. All right. We will do a five-minute <laughs> yeah. All right. So we won't wrap it up right now. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. I'll t- when she was on that woman's meeting, she's just so... No. Yeah. <laughs> you watch yourself, Nick. <laughs> He's used to getting stuff thrown at him from Christy. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Let's... Uh, in my car. Yeah. <laughs> let's take some questions from the audience. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Right there. So the question is, I mean, how did the, the, the relationship between Top Gear and Tanner Faust, then, like I said, we got to see Washington State on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, obviously, Tanner was successful in rally and rally cross and, and and he was at dirtfish a couple of times with grc um uh, and arx and um and we um we got to know him a little bit he got to know us a little bit and it was right in his wheelhouse obviously to 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 say okay let's let's push the top gear um towards this and um I think we're thankful for him for doing that, and it's great that you you know you appreciate that that was the case. I I think that um, uh, he would have done even more if he could have done just the same as you know one of the problems was with Ken Block was his alignment with Ford and our alignment with Subaru. So Ken's equally as passionate as as Tanner was to do something with Dirtfish and was always trying to find something. In fact, if you look back over the library of video and Ken, he, he the RS200 that's over in the back of uh, there with awaiting an engine, he actually did a little piece on it from one of the events just to, to help. So, you know, we've, we've had some great supporters. We, you know, and Jay Leno has, uh, has been up as well. So our, We've been very fortunate had to have that exposure. And, you know, we've even had a certain German car manufacturer, which I love, and their cars are over in that direction, <laughs> send their drivers up to Dirtfish. So, so we've had lots of exposure that we're very fortunate um, to have. Um, Tanner continues. I mean, we saw him we, a couple we weekends ago. Yeah. Yeah. We we're in Velocity, and uh, you know, as as you might be aware, Velocity, which is trying to become um, the North American version of Goodwood, um, asked us to take six rally cars down there. Uh, we were fortunate to take them, and you know, we like to be all inclusive. This car, um, the Pikes Peak car, I was fortunate enough to sit in with Benjamin Peterson, Peterson uh, uh, to go around Laguna Seca. And go down th- and through the corkscrew with <laughs> Benjamin, who, as you probably know, you know, has an IndyCar drive next year. It's been so great to be uh, to see him throughout all his development and wish him all the luck for next year. Um, but Tanner was there and he turned up because he's driving for McLaren in Extreme E and saw him on the Saturday and and. No, fr- Friday, Friday yeah. and Pado mm-hmm. Pado Award, yeah. Uh, Pado Award hadn't, he was sick, hadn't turned up. And and they asked Tanner to get into the historic Formula One car. Into Senna's <laughs> car, yeah. And so, you know, you went up to <laughs> He said, this is going to happen. Yeah, he had a tough <laughs> weekend. It's different than rally. It was a rough day. You know, and, like, and then wow. he, he, he did it for a couple of days there. But, <laughs> but my point is, Tanner has been a great supporter of the sport. He's looking, obviously, for, alternati- uh, for opportunities with Nitro. And, you know, he'll continue to be there and hopefully support, supportive of our players as well. I'm going to take one, another question from the audience, but I'm going to give somebody a chance to win another shirt. I'm well, going to do it with some trivia this time again. So Porsche's entry into Group B that never ran was the 959. That's a pretty common known fact. A weird unknown fact of the 959, though, is how to get the center locks off. Does anybody <laughs> know the trick about how to take the center lock wheels off of a, exclusively a 959 Porsche? Where are you Alex? getting these questions Yeah, come from? on, Dan. Help. These are not common knowledge. <laughs> this is not common knowledge. It's a good shirt. <laughs> this is a very... <laughs> Nobody? Nobody? That was a good suggestion. That was a good you one. Hire someone who knows hire how to do it. Hire somebody who knows how to do it. That's yeah. a great yeah, answer. That... I want to oh, no. Does anybody else know before I give it to Nick? Because Nick actually knows. No? Okay. So if I'm not wrong, you literally have to pull off the center cap and you have to take the key for the car and unlock... Oh, the no wheel, way. and then and then you can. Un- Is Nick allowed to win? I saw a YouTube video this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. And you had no so part in coming up with the question. Right. <laughs> you should be questioning. Uh, can he see? Can can he see your web browser? Because, uh, he's obviously stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I knew that one. Yeah. I actually had to do that once. <laughs> believe it or not. Anyway. Okay. All right, man. Nobody's getting any shirts today. I'm just going to start wearing it around. No. Okay. Next question from the audience. We'll go back to that. 
What is the story behind the name Dirkfish is the question. There are many stories behind the name Dirkfish. <laughs> and um, again, it's one of those things which I'm not sure I know the true evolution of. But um, like the l- lack of marketing experience, or I'm not a marketeer. Um, what do you do if you're going to try and come up with a name? Well, I left it to some colleagues and they came up with ultimate uh, rally experience. And I'm going... U R E, you know, all the different variations. Like that really doesn't leave you much. You're, you're in this <laughs> narrow box and saying you're, that's what you are. And, and whether you're, if you're Apple, you know, what does that define? You know, you're trying to build a brand. So what better to do than hire some marketing professionals who did a focus group and put some people in a room and threw some things out there that we paid a lot of money for two <laughs> days worth of work. And what came out was Dirtfish. And I asked them at the end of it to explain it. And the best explanation I got was splitting the word into dirt and fish and saying, you're playing the dirt and you're fishtailing. And that's the most logical and rational explanation I have. But that sounds boring. It's stuck. (laughs) It's stuck. It cost a lot of money, guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, your, your, your inheritance just reduced by a lot of money. If you think I'm stupid, then you know, right. Dan and I would have done it at the Frontier Tavern for like a couple of rainy years. Yeah. 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 No problem. Yeah. 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 Do you have any more questions, guys? Oh, oh uh, uh, Gentleman in the front. Uh-oh. What was your name? <laughs> I believe question. Adam from Avance. Is that correct? I mean, Adam from Avance <laughs> wants to know what's the next car. What in in the in the in the family text? What were you texted this that's morning looking, from your that's looking for mom? Looking is what he's yeah. trying to find. Oh, My wife's oh, wearing oh, an orange <laughs> scarf. I don't know whether that's I don't know whether that's orange for caution. Don't say it or orange. She's plugging her ears. Go ahead. But you know. My wife is smarter than I am. That's so, true. So she knows. I, I, you know, I can pretend you know, that she doesn't know, but she does. He already bought it. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, you need to clarify the question. Is it what's coming over to the U.S. next? Or what <laughs> there might or might not be a deposit on a car. You yeah, know, yeah. But, but it's subject to it being rebuilt, um, and it will not be ready for at least nine months. Um, but it will, it will be Italian. And it won't be a traditional red Italian one, but it might match a silver Italian car that's here. Good answer. All right, next chance for a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm going way easy on this one. Josie's got two favorites here. Oh, come on. One she's racing, one she's not. What's the one she's not racing? <laughs> that was way too easy. To I think one person got it. Oh. Oh, there are multiple guesses. All right, who was first? Oh, this <laughs> is taking a turn. Who was first? Sorry, I have headset on. Nope, I, that's not it. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. There it's the F-150. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, what's her name? What's oh, her name? Tough one. Mm-hmm. You get the t-shirt regardless. So you get the t-shirt take, take regardless. The you know. know the name? <laughs> There's a t-shirt for the name. There's a t-shirt for the name? Yeah. Nelly. Nelly. That's there correct. There you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Lady Avocado. Lady yep, Avocado. Yep, the is Lady yeah. Avocado. All right. I just recently won a, I won at the fair. Uh, an avocado stuffed animal. So that will be living. <laughs> that will be living in Lady Avocado from now on. Every car needs a good stuffed animal. Yeah, it I agree. Does. That's right. All right. Any more questions before we wrap up our show today? Nope. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Rimmers. Thank thanks you. Again. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, it. everybody. Thank really Thank fun. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks, Avance. We love Avance at Dirtfish. <laughs> <laughs> for this episode of the Avance Podcast, I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. Woohoo!